This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. Day before SMU Texas State is finally here. One more sleep until SMU opens the 2020 season. I'll be quite honest, I did not think we'd see it. But here we are, just as planned, right? SMU opening at Texas State on September 5th. The game, though, being televised by big old ESPN with many of the other conferences delaying the start of college football and some even canceling their fall seasons in general. So we've got a lot to get to on the show today, so we're going to jump right in. SMU's uh, probably getting ready to leave if you're a morning listener and are already having the podcast on your airwaves, and they've already gone through their rapid tests and and have their final results of who's in, who's out, and all of that And as far as COVID, but now it's time to look ahead to the game. And SMU enters this one with a veteran offense coming off a top 10 finish nationally with its starting quarterback returning for another season in Shane Bouchelle. And on the flip side uh, uh, for Texas State, you've got Jake Spavital who enters his second year with the program taking over play calling with a new starting quarterback. So some changes more so for Texas State as they really jumped into rebuilding mode and wanted to go ahead and, uh, you know, try to accelerate the process similar to how SMU did it. They added a bunch of transfers. Uh, they are starting a transfer quarterback, of course, in Brady McBride, who's a uh, Coppell native. He went to Memphis. He had really limited experience there uh, with uh, that program in the AAC, but uh, he takes over for Tyler Vitt, who even if he had ended up winning the starting job, wouldn't be able to play today. He's currently in contact tracing and in quarantine, along with corner uh, Tory Spears, who probably would have been a starter for them, as well as both tight ends uh, who are no, not on the uh, Texas State depth chart uh, because of that. They, they actually didn't have any tight ends listed because they're in contact tracing. So to set the stage for you guys, this is a game that I think won't necessarily reflect how SMU season is going to go. I think you can take away a lot from it, but these are two programs still in very different positions right now as they begin the 2020 season. SMU, of course, won 10 games last year, beat TCU, did all the things that everybody knows about, and returns most of the key pieces from uh, how that happened. And defensively is where there was a lot of the turnover for SMU. You lose Patrick Nelson, you lose Delonte Scott, you lose some of the guys along the interior of the defensive line. Uh, Richard Moore not going to play this weekend as he still recovers from a knee injury, but he, you know, quite frankly, missed most of last season and and didn't have as much of an impact on uh, SMU getting to that 10-win plateau. And in the secondary, you'll see two new starters at, at safety, 
uh, in Chase Cromartie and Chevin Calloway uh, in all likelihood. And then the corners, you've got Brandon Stevens, Armani Johnson, Brandon Crosley, if he's eligible back uh, in, in the mix, and Brian Massey, a true freshman. So defensively, SMU might very well be better than last year. I think it could take some time to make sure that they adjust to uh, their new style of play that Kevin Kane is running this year. And one thing Sonny Dykes mentioned on his radio show is how well Jake Spavitas schemes up games. And so I will will be interested to see, with a new quarterback, with plenty of new faces, how SMU uh, handles uh, what Jake Spavitas is going to throw at them uh, offensively. And uh, I think that'll probably be the biggest thing that I'm looking at uh, as far as how this game goes for SMU. I think offensively, SMU is going to be fine. They're going to roll. They're going to be able to do most of the things that they want to do. But of course, a bunch of new running backs are in the fold for SMU. TJ McDaniel getting the start. Ulysses Bentley back there. Tyler Levine potentially back there. Uh, and and Tamaric Williams as well in that running back by committee. Uh, room that uh, uh, Sonny Dyke said they're going to try to ride the hot hand. I would be interested to see how SMU runs the football against this front. Last year, they had some issues at times, and then TJ McDaniel went off for one of the biggest, uh, for the biggest, uh, really, SMU debut in in team history last year as a true freshman. And now uh, he'll be starting against Texas State, something they're, I'm sure, going to try and not allow to happen again. Uh, but for the most part, I'm not too worried about this game offensively for SMU. Now, the three-man front for Texas State that they do run, and they did lose a lot of players up front, so those guys are also making the transition into starting roles, playing time, and things like that. But the one thing that Garrett Riley was brought in, the new offensive coordinator for SMU, was to add different concepts in the run game that's something that Sonny Dykes really felt that they could upgrade in their scheme and last year against this three-man front SMU really struggled at times until TJ McDaniel broke free and then SMU struggled at times against Tulsa who ran kind of a similar front later in the season and so one this is a good tune-up certainly for Tulsa uh, who I believe is running the same scheme defensively but it's an opportunity for Garrett Riley to show what he's bringing to the table as well on that front. And uh, I'm very interested just kind of after getting a look at this team at various times through the fences. And now that, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, fall camp is over, I can tell you guys that on the pod, uh, you can, you know, you can kind of watch through the fences and be far away from the team and outside of their bubble. But uh, the amount of screens that SMU can run, uh, the the different ways they're going to run the football. That's what I'm most interested to see in the actual game. I, I will be interested to see if they keep it pretty vanilla with TCU coming up next Friday night. But uh, overall, you know, this is a chance uh, for them to certainly run the football against a front that gave them issues last year. And that's one thing that I, I really want to see. As far as the kind of show me areas for for this SMU team. I want to see Shane Bouchelle have a really efficient game. I think last year coming into his season opener, 
I think his first pass could be wrong. First pass was an interception, and I think everybody threw up their fa- their hands. If you're an SMU fan, and, and said, "Oh no, not this again! Not another season opener uh, like the first season opener under Sonny Dykes." But um, all was well. They ended up, of course, beating Arkansas State on the road. Now they go on the road again against Texas State. I want to see them be really efficient from the start. That was something that when we talked to Sonny Dykes, gosh, right after the bowl game, I think we caught up, I think early in 2020, he said, look, I really want us to be more efficient. I want us to be better on third downs, better in the red zone, uh, get Shane into a little bit of a rhythm uh, more often than not uh, early on with higher percentage throws. That's what I want to see as far as the passing game goes. I think if you look at the offensive line for SMU, they're going to be improved. They've got four or five starters back. Uh, the fifth uh, guy on the offensive line is going to be Danielson Ike at right guard. He's going to be making his first career start. And when you guys see him, I think you'll be really impressed uh, if you did get a look at him last year with just how much he's changed his body uh, to make this happen. I think you'll see some rotation on the offensive line with how hot it's going to be. Uh, I believe I saw some potential weather in the area. Who knows with kind of Apple Weather's app that's not really uh, too reliable at times, but uh, it'll be uh, pretty humid down there uh, from from what I would imagine if it's if there's indeed weather in the area. So overall, I mean SMU's offense is is absolutely stacked, guys. Uh, this is a team that should be really fun to watch. The nation's going to get introduced to Danny Gray, I think, right away. Uh, Kylan Granson's got a chance to showcase. Uh, it's not a, a sexy game by any means. It's not what SMU is going to be going into uh, next Friday night as as long as SMU takes care of business, that is. But uh, it's certainly a game that, with it being on ESPN, it's a big opportunity for both programs, quite frankly, and you can't discount that with Texas State, but for both programs to step up and showcase what they've got going uh, in um, 2020 to start. So efficiency is what I really want to see from SMU's offense. I want to see them do very well on third downs and in the red zone uh, and do a lot of the things that, quite frankly, Sonny Dykes circled from the start of the offseason last year. And I know it's been a weird one, and it's certainly uh, they lost a lot of time to work on things when spring ball was canceled, but they've been in fall camp a while. They've got a veteran group that got a lot of reps in fall camp with the team bringing only 70-ish, 80-ish players into fall camp at certain times. And with that, I would think that they got enough reps to be ready to roll. And quite frankly, I think they'll do just that. Defensively for SMU, I'm looking at the linebackers. Uh, You move Delano Robinson more inside. You move uh, Trevor Denbo down to the Fox position, which I think he's going to be a real surprise for a lot of people at. And then... You return Richard McBride uh, to that uh, mix as well, and then you're going to be having Turner Cox in more of a stand-up uh, outside linebacker role. This is this is going to look a lot like a three-four, uh, and and borderline a three-three-five at times. Uh, I think you could see when you've got guys like Elijah Chapman uh, down, you've got uh, guys like Harrison Loveless down, uh, and then you add in Turner Cox at an end. Uh, it's going to look very different uh, for a lot of SMU fans. And when I kind of think about the personnel they have and kind of stick with me here, I do think they it kind of re- resembles the Tom Mason defense of 
when they had all the pro players all over the place. I mean, when you had Marcus Hunt and Taylor Reed and Jagaird Davis and Richard Crawford and Sterling Moore and Chris Banjo and uh, all those guys running around, it looks very athletic. It's going to be a very athletic front. Uh, Sonny Dykes you know, circled that as well. When we chatted on Thursday, he said that it's going to be a, uh, a group that can really run. They're excited about that. SMU plays in a fast league. I think it's going to benefit them. TCU has some speed as well. Uh, so when you look at the the secondary with what they're bringing back, I think Shevin Callaway is really going to surprise some people. He came on real strong at the end of the year. He had a great offseason from what I understand, matured a lot. Uh, I think people are going to love him and, and Trevor Denbo and, and the, the changes they've made. Uh, and then you look up front, and I think Elijah Chapman has certainly earned this start. I mean, he is uh, he's an absolute bull. He's really strong plays with great leverage. He's well coached out of Evangel. It's why he played as a true freshman last year. And so you, you've got this athletic front and they're going to be able to play fast, play aggressive. And I think that's how they're going to be able to generate uh, some pass rush. And I think that's going to be kind of the surprise is the question that a lot of people have is how how are they going to replace Patrick Nelson and, and Delonte Scott? And they have players like uh, Junior Ajo, who's raw, but they certainly uh, think the world of him, quite frankly. And they they think he's got a real bright future. You've got Toby and Duckway, Gary Riley, Jimmy Phillips, Tidy Armin, uh, all of these different athletes coming into the fold on this defense that they think can get the job done. And we'll see. I think they're going to have a really good shot to take care of business and do just that uh, this weekend. And, um, it's not, like I said early in the pod, it's not necessarily going to be a reflection of how good SMU is going to be this year because I do think SMU's gotten to the point where this game can be one of those games where they take care of business, start to finish, and they should dominate. And so that's why I picked SMU to win 52-18. Uh, I think they're going to be able to uh, you know, get some stops. I think they're going to you know, force some field goals uh, for Texas State and uh, it's just going to be, for the most part, kind of one of those games where SMU really stacks up um, your points and, and things can kind of get out of hand. So I got SMU to cover for those that are watching that. Um, and then I think that would hit the over as well if if my math is uh, correct. That would put it at uh, 70. Yeah, 70. So uh, depending on where you're getting your over uh, from, I know it, um, it started at uh, 69, I believe. So SMU, I feel like they're going to end up dominating this one. I think if you're an SMU fan and you're looking at what is what is success, uh, that is uh, that is taking care of business, of course, start to finish, starting fast. I, I think that's kind of the big thing that I think the staff wants to see is them to, uh, and now, by the way, the, uh, no, I had it, yeah, 69 is the over-under. I just checked for you guys. The line has jumped to 23. Uh, so a lot of people are taking SMU. I believe it opened at 21. So, but if 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 you're looking at what success, I think efficiency, things you can carry from game to game, like that, not necessarily okay. They, you know, hit f- you know five passes for you know 30 plus yards, uh, and you want to see that. Of course, you want to you want to see this offense high flying and things like that. But the little things in a game like this go a long way. Uh, not having procedural penalties not having uh, you know, players uh, out of position or jump off sides and, and things like that. So 
uh, you don't want to have any coverage busts and uh, mental mental errors. So uh, that's what you're looking for if you're asking you. I think any and the concern would be Brady McBride getting hot and this becoming a shootout and your defense not really you know playing up to standard um, and and maybe your offense you know faltering at times, getting out of sync, being in a fun funk. Um, but I'm not too concerned about that. I think Sonny Dykes has done a great job with the culture of this team. And mainly, I think the leadership of this team is tremendous. Shane Bouchelle, uh, Hayden Howerton, Delano Robinson, Brandon Stevens, uh, that's just to name a few. But this is a this is a veteran, veteran, veteran group. And I think it's going to reflect that. And uh, just as a little surprise, I think Chris Nagar, the new kicker uh, for SMU, is going to surprise people. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not ready to call SMU special teams a strength until I see it in person. But uh, they've got some players that uh, are are now in the mix with with Chris Nagar and Matt uh, Frange uh, or Frangie. Uh, we haven't gotten the pronunciation guide on him, but the new punter from Australia, if he plays, that uh, will I think kind of change change things uh, for the better for SMU on the special teams front. So. That'll be something to watch as well. But with that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the pod. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I think it's going to be a fun season. I think SMU's uh, got a chance really to run the table. I really do. Uh, I think when you look at what they have back, the changes they've made, this is a team that has a chance. And like we've talked about since last year, this is the team. With Shane Bouchelle back for his senior year, we'll see if he comes back in 2021. That's a discussion for another pod on another day. But overall, uh, I think SMU's got a chance to run the table this year, and uh, we'll see uh, certainly how it falls. I'm excited uh, to bring you guys coverage of it. I can't believe we're here. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to PonyStampede.com. It's uh, going to be a hell of a ride on this season. We're going to bring you guys a ton of coverage uh, and a lot of uh, VIP access that you won't get anywhere else. So if you haven't subscribed, do that for just a month to start things off on your first month, or you can take 30% off annual subscriptions. Quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review the pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And with that, uh, it's time for me to hit the road to San Marcos. And we will catch you guys on Saturday, 3.30 Central Time on ESPN as SMU opens its regular season against Texas State. We'll be there to bring it all to you guys on Pony Stampede's live updates and the message boards. So stick with us and uh, catch you guys then. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.